Sean Reagan is on the podcast. How are you doing, Sean? What's happening, Jim? Doing great. Uh, happy St. Paddy's Day. It's a, uh, was a beautiful day. I think we got a, a little spring in the air today, and uh, I'm doing great because of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. 70 degrees is nice um, to finish the day off with. Go for a little walk. I hope you've got a beer in your hand. I do. Actually, you know what? I, I, uh, it's a, uh, it's a St. Paddy's Day tradition for me to snag my dad and take him over to Flaherty's and uh, have a couple Guinnesses. So I, we did that, came home, oh, spent a little time with the fam, and, uh, and now I'm kicking up and uh, making podcasts. It's cool. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, I like that tradition. Uh, me and my girlfriend sat down and had some corned beef. Um, it was soaked in Guinness. So, I mean, we've got our own oh, little St. Patty's Day. Are you Irish? I mean, this is I a am. podcast about Sean Reagan. So are, are, do you have Irish in you? I do. I do. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, obviously we're all, uh, we're all mixed. I, my, my parents are from America and that, but there, there's a, a strong Irish bloodline on my dad's side that we've all embraced. And then, uh, you know, my mom's side is uh, is Russian and German and English, and you know, I'm a mutt, but I embrace my Irishness. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Okay, so we're doing this podcast because, you know, I I want to get to know Sean Reagan. I think a lot of people want to get to know Sean Reagan, right? Um, fairly new to the team. Um, he's you know he he scores a couple goals here and there, right? And he just loves the loves the veteran community. So tell me. Um, Sean, I mean, how long have you been in Rochester? So I was born and raised here. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm 37 years old. I think 37. I don't know. Do you stop counting after 30? I feel like you stop counting after 30, or you, at least you stop being able to count. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, born and raised here. Uh, grew up in in Webster, New York. I graduated from Webster High School and uh, and have, have really been here ever since. Uh, I've I you know I went to school. I moved to Ithaca for a while for school. Obviously, I was in the uh, in the Marines and uh, and uh, and so I've been in Rochester. I've I never really lived anywhere else for a long period of time and. Uh, Rochester's yeah. my home. My family's here. I don't have a huge family. And uh, yeah. so, yeah. You got a, so, so you said you got a family, right? Yeah. You've got kids. I do. Two kids. Okay. Uh, Nine-year-old Taylor, daughter. And, uh, right. and then seven years old, seven years later, my wife and I hit the reset and uh, brought young Jack Reagan into this world. And he's uh, two years old, two and a half now. So. Okay. Do you think it's wise for veterans to procreate and and create children because <laughs> i sometimes i wonder right for yeah. myself like what uh, what, did what did i do bringing in another little um you know shit guy you know shithead yeah into the, yeah into the i mean we're fucking crazy motherfuckers you know i mean i think that um you know I think we spend our lives wondering how we got the way that we got and, you know, whether it was our, our, what we've seen while we're in and those that saw combat in the front lines, you know, at one end of the spectrum and, you know, the other end of the spectrum, just going through that experience of being in the military and being around those type of people and not really having a, uh, you know, one of the things the military that, that, I wasn't a huge fan of in the military, but it, it's just the way it is, is you're, you know, you don't have really an individuality. No one's an individual. You're, you're part of a team. Yeah. And, and that, I think that does something to you, right? It like, it changes you. You look at things, you look at people, you look at life a different way. 
And mm -hmm. uh, I think it molds us into who we are on the other side when we come out. And, yeah. Uh, and because of that, you can look at that good and bad. But I think, um, you know, you got to embrace the craziness and uh, embrace who comes out of that on the other side and who you are. And I think it's, uh, you yeah. know, I, I think some of the best parents are, are veterans. You know, some of the some of the warriors yeah. I look at, they, they have young kids. And, uh, and we're a strict bunch. Yeah. We're strict on our kids. Yeah, we are hard. You know, I know, it's, I, uh, I, know I was. I was hard on my kids. Yeah. Well, it's. It's uh, it's you. You want to see them succeed, right? And you want to have yeah. them, you know, have the values that you have. The, uh, you know, the well, morality like, and the hard work. Not, if if you're not in pain, you're not living. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The, things are things are way too comfortable around here. Go do some damn chores, kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's go for a run. You know, it was the one time I told my, my son was so busy. He was such a busybody. He had so much energy. I literally would tell him to go run around the house 10 times and he would go do it. And he loved it. He absolutely so how, loved it. Sorry. And I know that I'm sorry if I've taken us off track, but how old, how old your son? He's, he's uh, turning 19. He's turning 19. Wow. Yeah. I started kind of early, man. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I started early. So he's off doing his own thing. Right. Um, well, you get okay. So you said you were you were in the Marines. It kind of ruined my, my my question because it's the really it's the Department of the Navy, right? It's yeah, yeah. But I want to clarify. Um, it's the men's department. You know, it's the men's it's department, the, Jim. That's the men's department of the Navy. Yeah, it's the men's department of the Navy. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to know this. Does your LES actually say the Department of Navy, or does it say U.S. Marine Corps? U.S. Marines. Yes. Does U.S. Marines? So okay. So you do have your own finance branch, which yeah. you are right now currently the director of finance I with am. the City Warriors Group, right? Newly elected, right? And and again, you're fairly new to the team. How did you find out about Flower City Warriors or veteran hockey in general? So it's kind of interesting. I've been playing. Uh, Ice, I played ice hockey through high school and I, uh, <clears throat> you know, when I came home, I immediately joined a men's hockey team over at uh, the Burger Plex, you know, Bill Gray. So I've been playing men's hockey for, for a number of years since, since 2007. And, um, you know, I kind of, I was young, I was kind of a scrappy young guy, like, you know, kind of throwing the body around in these men's leagues and, you know, just playing on different teams and, and got to know multiple different guys, um, no. throughout the different leagues and different in different ranks and uh just so happens to be that last you know over the past few years i've been playing at paul lewis and i, I got to know uh jamie bushart and played against him you know had a few little scraps with him and, and we realized we were both uh former marines and he asked me last year about this time if I wanted to jump in and play a uh, tournament of beers with the uh, the warrior organization that was newly forming, uh, you know, the Flower City Warriors. And uh, I said, absolutely. And it was uh, it was basically love from there. I mean, we had a great weekend. And I got a taste of what it was like playing with a group of veterans. And I'll tell you, it's just there's nothing else like it. So, yeah, it's a little different. Right. Yeah. A little flavor of what it's like to be back in a GP medium out in the middle of, you know, nowhere in some desert, wondering why the hell we why the hell we're here. Absolutely. 
if it even makes sense for us to strap these skates on and go out and play ice hockey. I mean, I'm getting to that point, Sean. <laughs> I'm getting so old, the body is starting to hurt. Um, yeah, you're still, you're still skating pretty fast, though, Jim. I mean, I'm, I'm doing okay. You're, you're holding your own. I'm holding on to it, every everything that I got, which, you know, I wanted to, I've always wanted to ask you this because, you know, you go to the gym, right? Yeah. You, know, you do a lot of, you work out. Yep. You're, pretty, you're pretty sculpted. You know, you're, you know, you've got some guns on you. Not terrible. You know, I can, I can, uh, I can hold my own. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your pregame meal? Uh, so, you know, I, it depends on what time I'm eating it, uh, honestly. And, and, uh, if it's, if it's a late lunch at two, three o'clock and I'm playing at nine, then I'll eat, you know, I'll eat some pasta or something that's a little bit more high in the simple carbs area, mm-hmm. something that I wouldn't normally eat. I'm, I'm pretty strict diet. I mean, I, uh, I'm into fitness. Um, you know, you talk about, I go to the gym, I'm there five, six days a week. Um, you know, I try to watch what I eat. I count my calories. I watch my weight. You know, I set my goals yeah. like that. Um, so, so I normally yeah. try to eat a relatively low carb, high protein diet, unless I'm playing a shit ton of hockey and, mm-hmm. or unless I'm trying to, you know, I want to make sure I'm out on the ice, but I think that that varies, but usually I try to watch, I don't load up on a lot of food before the game, just from a, I don't want to play on a full stomach. So if it's mm-hmm. four, four, three or four hours ahead of time, I'll grab some pasta. Um, mm-hmm. if it's not, then I'll eat something lighter, like a, a, yeah. you know, met RX bar like or something like that. Chuck, Chuck Norris cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Norris cereal. Yeah. No, that oh, shit. That shit's guaranteed. That's a guaranteed hat trick and a fight right there. But the other yeah, guy doesn't want to experience that. Yeah, yeah. You eat some Chuck Norris cereal, you're good to go. <laughs> I'll tell you, speaking <laughs> of cereals, there's a shit called Magic Spoon. Um, you know, if anyone out there is into like cereals and stuff and watching what they eat, um, and I got to plug them. It's, I mean, I eat it by the handful. It's got really good macros. It's not a ton of sugar in it. And you know, mm-hmm. you talk about getting older and trying to stay in shape and play. You know, you are what you eat. And, uh, and if you, if you can stay away from the sugar and stuff like that, like it's, it's tough to do, but you'll feel better. You'll have more energy. Yeah. So there's magic spoon cereal. It's like, it's like cereal for children, but it's like, you know, you can eat handfuls of it. It's high in protein and it tastes great. You can even get like fruit loops flavor. Wow. Okay. Magic spoon. Magic spoon. You got to check it out. You got to order it online. You order like a box of four boxes. It's like, you know, it's not cheap. It's like 25 bucks for the order, but you get four boxes, you can get different flavors and it's, it's fucking amazing. I just want to, I just want to say right now, magic spoon is not a sponsor of this podcast, everybody. <laughs> not yet, but I mean, let's, you know, maybe I need to call them up and say, Hey, listen, we're cutting that out. We're cutting that hey. out and let's send the team fucking free boxes. That's right, motherfucker. We've got five people at least that listen to this podcast a year. Okay? At least five, right? Absolutely. That's- <laughs> okay. Uh, I wanted to tell my other Chuck Norris joke, but I, I, I think I'll ruin the vibe with that one. No, I'm going to oh, tell God. it. Yeah, I'm tell gonna- it. No, we got to hear it. We're going to tell it anyways. Okay, so okay. if you're playing Scrabble, okay? Okay. Playing Scrabble, and you spell the word Chuck Norris in a Scrabble game. Yeah. You win forever. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. I like the little. Uh, <laughs> Chuck, Norris jokes, Chuck Norris jokes just never get old. Dude, I'm an eighties kid. So, you know, he's, he was one of my heroes, you know, growing up, you know, yeah, great actor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 
you know, talk about a guy that goes to the gym and stays in shape. I mean, you know. Right. Maybe he'll come out and talk to me someday. Yeah, let's go. You out there? Have you come coach? Have you come coach the Flower City Warriors? Oh, we'll win that. Flower doesn't mean we're fragile, you know. (laughs) We'll beat the fucking Amherst if Chuck Norris is, you know, our coach. (laughs) That's right. All right, man. So, Flower City Warriors, veteran hockey. What do you see? What do you see? as our future. What do you see the future of just warrior hockey in general? I mean, when you envision, you know, veterans playing hockey with one another, what are some of the things that you would like to see? Well, hockey's amazing. And, and obviously I want to, you know, I play a lot. Uh, I play with, with the warriors as much as I can. Um, our league nights, our different tournaments, different skates. Um, but one of the things that I really like about warrior hockey is, well, first of all, the camaraderie with the team. Um, you know, the, your teammates, the families, you all have that, that, uh, military background in common things that you can bring things into that locker room to talk about that are bothering you that maybe other people in your life might not understand, like some other vets might, um, you know, so that's a plus, but even more importantly than that is the community activism that these organizations provide. We go out, we do, you know, the alumni skates at, the Genesee Valley rank and we're teaching kids and other veterans families how to skate and how to play hockey and introducing them to the sport. And I think things like that are super important. Um, you know, and, and some of the things that we're doing at the Amherst games during the intermissions and things like that to bring awareness uh, to the organization and bring in other veterans that, you know, are, are at all different skill levels of hockey. I think that's an amazing thing. And it's something that, you know, is very special for a community such as ours in all communities really across the country. So the fact that we have an organization like this here in Rochester and there's others that exist around the country is, is amazing and it's great. And I I hope that we can continue to see it grow and to bring new organizations into the community throughout the country. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one person that comes, comes to mind in particular, I mean, I have a lot of people that I've met over the years playing warrior hockey, Sean, I mean, I've made so many connections, you know, just from playing the sport, right? When I was up at Fort Drum, you know, some of my, you know, best friends, guys that I stay in touch with were all on that hockey team. You know, there were guys in my unit that I deployed with, you know, that I haven't really reached out to or stayed in touch with. But, um, you know, the hockey team, guys that I didn't deploy with that were in different units, you know, I'm still in touch with them. And, you know, they still to this day – play hockey upstate. And, um, you know, I saw a message today from, from, from one of our guys in Rochester that they're putting a team together for the tournament of beers at the beginning of April. I don't know if you saw that, but I was like, Oh wow, that's really neat. So even, even some of the guys here, you know, have started to develop, you know, somewhat of a connection with, with the guys that are still stationed in in active duty up at Fort drum. And yeah, having that little connection is, is is good one you can kind of see what's happening in the military these days yeah Uh, i just like to you know connect you know on on so many different levels and hear about other people's experiences Um, yeah i mean it's a a great avenue it's a great arena to stay in touch with people and and unfortunately on my end um i just i don't have a lot of uh a lot of connections and contacts that i stay in touch with in terms of hockey um Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's just guys, I, I never had this available to me when I was in and it's either a, I, I never looked for it. Uh, and, or B, I didn't, I didn't happen to trip across it and find it. Um, you know, I, was away, I was away from hockey for a while while I was in and, and it's just, you know, it's just busy or doing other things, your life changes. And, and I really missed it. And that was the first thing that when I came home, you know, I found, I, I reconnected with some high school friends that were still playing and, and jumped on teams and, and kind of got back into it that way. And, and, uh, have been so blessed to be able to be connected with you guys, with the warriors here in Rochester. It's, it's just, it's yeah. invigorated my, my hockey game. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense that you would want to come and play with us, Sean. Yeah. It's, well, it's been great. Well, I mean, we're one of the best teams in Rochester. Let's, let's face it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got talent. We've got personality, you know? Yeah. It's just, it can be a shit show sometimes, but you know, it, it wouldn't be military veterans if it wasn't a little bit of a shit show. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It's like, that's part of it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's the, an attractive part for me, right? You want it to be, mm-hmm. it's good that it's a little bit in disarray at times, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh it brings you together. We have a, we have a common focus. Everyone's committed, right? We have these meetings, these team meetings, whether it's before or after games or it's at a firehouse, you know, with top and it's uh, everyone cares. Everyone takes the time to go do it and talk about it and brainstorm and give ideas and time. And that's, uh, that's something very unique. Right. Yeah. Like Brian, you know, he gets to show us all the different types of gloves he has. Right. I mean, how, how many guys do you know in men's league that got 25 or 30 pair of gloves, all different colors? I mean, the guy looks like he's a he should be a Gucci yeah. mouth. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, that was one of my questions. I think that this exists partly because Brian is good at designing jerseys. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. If we put jersey, I, I think we'd probably be a lot less in numbers right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, we are, we got to be the best looking squad in town. I mean, hands down. We're about to be. I think the jerseys should be released here pretty soon to everybody. Yeah, I got mine. It's uh, it's a, it's beautiful. So. Yeah. So. Some sweat on it. So I I I'm I'm kind of backtracking a little bit to your Marine, you know, career. How, how many years did you spend in the Marines? Uh, four. Four years. Did you get any time overseas? I mean, what are some of the places, interesting places that you that you went to? In the we saw a lot of water. The thing about Air Marine Air Wing is, you know, you see a lot of uh, you see a lot of ocean. You know, um, and and it was funny because it was just 0311, right, uh, March 11th. So some of the guys, <laughs> I saw some of the chirps coming out. You know, all the infantry guys are like, yeah. 0311 day, you know, yeah. only the grunts, you know, those guys, uh, those guys deployed and were, were on the front lines and I have uh, the utmost respect for them. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we were in the air wing on, on aircraft carriers. Uh, I was uh, in F-18 uh, hydraulics. Um, so nothing too, it wasn't anything too exciting, frankly, but, you know, the military for me was, uh, um, I was a crazy kid in high school. You know, my focus wasn't there and I wasn't going to go to college and, uh, and, and be able to study and do well at that point in my life. So, you know, when nine 11 happened me and four of my buddies, all uh, all decided to go down to the recruiting station and we thought the uniforms looked really cool and join the Marines. And that's kind of how it happened. So four of us went in three out of the four of us stayed in the air wing and kind of all did our own things. Uh, you know, one of us wound up on the West coast, 
uh, I was out there for a while. Then I was in Florida for a while in Pensacola and, uh, and the other guy was an MP in, in Virginia. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty cool. That's good. It's a good experience, right? All yeah. that, it's all about the experience hanging out with the boys. It made me who I am though. It, it made me who I am today. And, and uh, it, I wouldn't be as successful as I am if I hadn't done that in my life. Yeah. Well, getting through 13 weeks of boat on Paris Island is no small task. All right. Yeah, it's like sucked while you're there. And then like the last day you're like, can I fucking go do that again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Make a yeah. Out of you. Yeah. All of a sudden everybody's growing beards. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Fucking yeah, mustaches was, and shit. It was awesome. Good times. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, discipline and, you know, some of the some of the things that we, we get out of the military, um, I kind of want to, you know, connect that a little bit with, with the team. You know, you're on the board. You know, some of the things that we've talked about is how many players, right, would we want to put into a squad, like a tournament squad? You know, you really didn't get a chance to get into that conversation. What's your number? I mean, what's your ideal number for, say, a tournament, right? Is it 10 guys and a goalie or is it, you know, is it 12 guys and a goalie? I mean, what's your take on that? I kind of I like playing with a, a, a 12 guys. Um, and, the, and here's the reason for it is – this, you know, we're all playing recreational hockey here, whether you like it or not. I mean, some guys are, are 100, they make 100% of the games. It's just their thing. And then some guys make 30, 40, 50% of the games. And, you know, even at tournaments, people, uh, you know, people have things come up. It's their weekend. A lot of these tournaments are in the spring and summer. And, uh, you know, it's just tough sometimes for everyone to make all the games and the things come up. And if you're playing with 10, it's tough to play with nine if that if that one guy doesn't show up. It, it keeps you, it, you right. know, shortens you. You got guys double shifting. You know, ten is obviously an ideal number where you have two lines. You know, for for these tournaments where it's twelve minute periods, typically that's enough. Um, but I think if you have twelve, if all twelve show up, you can still manage it. I mean, the centers you got three centers, you know, and uh, or or three sets of wings and two centers and. Um, you know, people are shorted a little bit, but at least you're not skating short. Um, right. So I'm good with 12. I know that some people argue that. I know you're a 10 guy. I'm a 10 guy for sure, but I, I'm I'm leaning more towards 12. Honestly, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting sold on that, especially for tournaments. Yep. Right. Especially for tournaments, and we want to start getting more people involved. You know, it's just really hard, right? You're a team captain. You know that it's really yep. hard just trying to get that exact number of 10 every Sunday because people have lives, you know, they've got shit going on, you know, they can't always make it. And then sometimes your subs can't make it, you know, you exhaust the sub list. So it's really, really hard to manage. If you've got 12, they're totally committed, you know, you're going to you, you'd be able to make it work. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sold on the idea. I mean, 10 would still be an ideal number, but. Yeah. It's like fucking, let's go with 12. <clears throat> let's go with 12 and then hope two guys don't show up. That's kind of like where I'm at. Like I'm yeah. like, I'd rather have that insurance cushion and then be mm-hmm. like, hey, like you know, like, like John, John can't make it, and and uh, and and Dan said he's going to be late. Like we're good. We're still. Let's just go on the ice and hammer him with ten. Now everyone's going to get to skate, and if they show up, and and you know, one of the games, it's like yeah. okay, like I'm a winger, and there's three sets of wings. Like okay, let's keep the shift short. 
Uh, all right, last question. What are, what is your what are your thoughts on team practices? Right. Um, I haven't asked this question yet in in you know to everybody, right? So I want to get this out there right now at the end of the podcast. What are your thoughts on team practices? Should we have them? You know, and what that what would they look like? Absolutely. Um, I think if we can get someone, you know, the captains or or somebody in charge of organizing it and having it laid out where we have an agenda, um, I'm all for it. And, you know, if we're going to do practices, I think it sh there should be some type of continuum where we're going to say, hey, like we're going to have a <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to have a practice twice a month, you know, every other Saturday morning or every other Sunday morning. That mm -hmm. way we can kind of have, we can kind of work on things, right? We're going to say, Hey, like this week, we're going to work on breakouts this week. We're mm -hmm. going to skate. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm all about that. I just think we need to have it, you know, organized and it can't turn into just a skate and shoot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I like the idea of practices work on passing. Right. Passing the puck, let, let the puck do the work. You know, I think some of the best men's league teams are, are teams that can just move the puck. You don't have to be fast if you can move the puck. Right. Right. Exactly. So teams that work as a team and know yeah, where each let, other is going to be. Yeah. Uh, positional right. hockey. Let the puck do the well, work. Okay. So, I mean, if, if you were to pick somebody out that needed the most practice on our team, right. We don't want to, yeah. we're going to name drop here. Right. Who do you think needs the most practice on this team? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, if it's hitting the fucking net, it's me because, you know, I got a nice shot, but I, I find the post or an inch wide of the post every time I shoot the puck. So if we're working on shooting, it would be probably Sean Reagan. Um, you know, I love that uh, answer, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a political answer, right? It's like, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's a very, very humble guy. You know, I'd probably do, this, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, yeah. Me and Chaz need to work on passing. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, defense and things like that. It's, it's, it's depends what we're working, but I, I hate to point guys out. I think we can all use practice in some arena. I mean, none of us are professional hockey players. We're all D level guys. And, you know, I think we all would like to improve our game. That's something we all have in common. And, um, if we all show up to practice with that in mind and, and put the work in, I think we could all see some improvement. So, yeah, I love it. Wreck leaguers. Yeah, Plan we're fucking we're a bunch of fucking milk drinkers. No. You ever, hear me, <laughs> ever hear me use that term? Chirping yeah. these guys. I call these guys that whine on the other teams milk drinkers. I used to use it a lot. I had Barry and everybody talking about it for a while, but I stopped using it. Barry, the uh, the referee. The ref. Yeah. Uh, he's got some. He's got some good one-liners. That guy. He does he does? All right. Well, we're at about 25 minutes, almost 30 minutes. So we're going to wrap this thing up. Is um, is there anything else maybe that you wanted to bring up that I didn't bring up yet? No, I think that's it. I mean, looking forward to the tournaments this spring. We're, we're coming down to our last three or four games here, um, you know, for, for winter session. And uh That'll be wrapping up, and actually, this is the this is the best time of year. I mean, what are your thoughts on the uh, the upcoming tournaments? We have the uh, the tournament of beers, right? Um, yep. The the the, the, the JDRF tournament. JDRF tournament. We have the novice tournament at um, 
Paul Lewis at the end of March, right? Paul Lewis. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I, you know, I heard the jerseys came in, so we're all going to have our jerseys for these tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can come out with a, with a win somewhere. Yeah. Maybe get a, you know, at least a couple of close games. Yeah. You know, out, of the whole, out of the whole deal. Maybe we'll do some barbecue, you know, do some cooking Absolutely. out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It'll be great. So, all right. It was a great conversation, Sean. I really appreciate it, man. Cool stuff, man. I appreciate you having me on. I mean, this is kick-ass what you're doing, Jim. And, um, you know, under your leadership, this, the organization's, you know, it's, it's in its infancy now, but I think that we're heading in the right direction and really looking yeah. forward to being part of it. Yeah, man. We got a great future. So stick around, man. Stick around. I'm not going anywhere. I'm Rochester born, yeah. Rochester raised. It's a black hole here. You never leave. Right. Yep. I'm in the same boat. All right, man. Well, All right, thanks be for good, talking. man. Happy St. Patty's. Happy St. Patty's Day. Take care. Later, brother. Bye,